Listen, tell me about your squad uh, for this match at, at, at Chelsea. Did everyone come through the West Ham match okay? Yes, of course, disappointed and uh, after, yeah, after the heavy defeat and after relegation was confirmed. But in terms of injuries, uh, everything seems to, be, seems to be okay. Okay, of course, quick turnaround, just two days between the games. But um, yeah, no new injury concerns. Does what happened on, on Saturday still feel raw? Yes, of course, we were all disappointed. It's not like it was it came like uh, like a big surprise or not expected uh, after the last uh, last weeks or as a big shock. So it's more like uh, we were also prepared that at any point uh, relegation would then also be confirmed. But once it is really uh, also theoretically confirmed and comes along also with a with defeat, it's it's of course disappointing and and. Yeah, then it's more like you feel pretty dried and, and um, yeah, annoyed and, and after the game don't want to speak and, and don't want to see anyone. So that's that's quite normal. But um, yeah, we have to keep we have to keep going right now. So we still have uh, two weeks and three uh, three games. Present our ourselves as, uh, as positive as possible in the last three games and don't let ourselves down and, and uh, prove that we are capable to uh, to deliver some good performance on this level and hopefully also some good results. Uh, so for that, yeah, of course, we're all disappointed. We are still disappointed without any doubt. But yeah, it's also important to be professional and uh, to keep going. How confident are you in, in, in that your players can do that? They can pick themselves up for these remaining three matches. Yes, I always always believe in my I believe in my players, and I always I always back them. We know that we face a side Chelsea, especially after after their last defeat, they will be highly motivated because they need to win the three points in the. In the home game will be a big, big uh, task for us, a huge uh, challenge. But um, yeah, without any doubt, uh, it's also like right now. Perhaps the pressure is also a bit, bit away right now. It's more like you can't lose anything, so it's more like you, you just can present yourself and and uh, also to to present ourselves a um, uh, yeah best possible finish in the last three games. And for that, yeah, in each and every game we are highly, highly motivated. So it's not like I don't think that uh, on the pitch we'll think about too much about. Uh, relegations. Once uh, the referee blows into the whistle, it's more like, yes, we're on the pitch and want to uh, want to be successful. And for that, um, yeah, of course, right now we're a little disappointed, but I don't I think don't. it will uh, affect the game too much. Daniel, for the time, thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. Okay, Dave Fraser. Hi, Daniel. Um, Chelsea. Um, how impressed have you been with with Frank Lampard and what he's managed to to achieve in his his first season in the Premier League? Yes, I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, full of full of compliments for for Frank because, yeah, of course it's a it's a top club with um, top players and uh, it's quite normal that they are in a good position. But it's also not that easy uh, to lead a group of of top class players and also in a bit in transition period when he tries to also to um, integrate many young talented players. And I think he finds a finds a really good uh, really good balance. Um, yeah. Also the style, how they uh, how they play, and uh, it's uh, it's also fantastic. And quite often they uh, they play with lots of lots of intensity and lots of pace. And quite often they are capable to uh, deliver top class performances. Yeah, because they are still a bit in a transition period with integrating some young players. They perhaps don't have this unbelievable consistency in order to win the the Premier League title. But I think they are on a uh, on a perfect pass and uh, all the fingers crossed for Frank that he can go on with this uh, fantastic work and I just have compliments for him and uh, what he's done at uh, Chelsea. 
But that first home game, I know it feels like a long time ago now, last last August, you gave them a good run for your money, didn't you? So the, the, the amount of shots, it was a very open game as well, wasn't it? Yes, I agree. And uh, yeah, that, that says a lot about, uh, about us. So when once we are really spot on in our game and, and have a top class day, so each and every player is there with the top individual performances, we are, we are good in all our topics and uh, we can win points on this level. And then we can even win uh, games like like against top class side, like against Man City or to, to be competitive at, at Chelsea. But once we're not a top class, so one, uh, once there is a day when we are perhaps uh, just there was 96, 97% or some players don't reach uh, their individual top class performance, then we can also be trash. So it's, it's not like a more experienced side who can even on a poor day be solid and something like this. So we always have to reach our limit in order to, to be competitive. And that's more or less the task also for the, uh, for the next three games. Uh, we know that um, we have to, to reach our top class level at Chelsea. Yeah? They are also meanwhile developed uh, over the season. I think they are meanwhile also even a much better team than they were perhaps in our, uh, in our first game. But um, again, so even against this top class side, when, once we are good in our topics, then we have a chance wherever we go. And this is what we also want to prove uh, tomorrow. Okay, um, I, I know you were asked about about him after the game on Saturday, but can I just check back on Andre Duda? Um, there's been some reports again in Germany that he is going to go back. Is is that correct? Yes. So we were in talks in the last uh, last two days, and we will allow him uh, to do this because uh, I think it's it's in for all parties uh, the right decision for uh, for him because uh, in Germany, so the clubs are since three weeks already in the, in the summer break, and pretty soon they will start the preseason. I think it makes also sense for him. Uh, to to be back and have a bit of rest because uh, in the beginning of August uh, most of the German club starts already with the with the um, or in the end of July already with the, with the preseason. Yeah, and also for us right now it's more like relegation is confirmed, so it's it's more like even um, if he would have some game time, it's not like we we can save the world anyhow. It's it's more like also perhaps a chance for a bit more game time for the players who will also be here during uh, during the next season. I think. Um, it's it's a good decision. We also allowed this because his uh, behavior was always unbelievably professional. He's a top bloke, and uh, I think uh, for that we we uh, allowed his wish and also Hertha Berlin's uh, wish and and wanted to show some class anyhow because he also showed in his behavior some uh, some class because he never complained. Was always there, top professional, always there in a in a good mood. Was, oh yeah, of course he would have preferred to have even more game time or to win more games, but. Uh, um, I think he's a fantastic character, and for that we we allowed this. And from now on, uh, he will not be involved in our in our games. Just in terms of how it went for him, though, I mean, he was quite brave, I suppose, stepping into for a team who were at the sort of wrong end of the table. You could see he had the technique, but you think maybe he just didn't quite manage to to adjust to, to Premier League football in in quite a difficult situation. Yes, of course, it was a brave move for, for him, uh, but I think also at that, at that time, um, uh, a good decision, yeah? because without any doubt, he's a, he's a player full of potential, full of class, otherwise he wouldn't be able to, to score in last season German Bundesliga in, in double figures, and um, he was so, so highly rated, and you could feel this also in the first games, I think in the first games, he was there with a, nearly with a goal against Bournemouth, and, and forced in the red card and the penalty in his Second game, he um, prepared a penalty at, at Tottenham with a top-class pass to to Max Evans. Yeah, after that, you could also feel sometimes that he was not in his in his perfect rhythm. So that was the reason we were able to get him because he was not playing consistently. And of course, yeah, then he's in a more or less place in number ten role. 
um, of course, it's a bit more easier for him to, to play in a team who's able to dominate possession and, and dominate each and every game. Then it's more like, uh, yeah, let's be honest, when we face top class sides, it's quite often we have to defend. And I think he also played, played his part in uh, our defensive work. He always delivered top class workloads. He covered 13km per game. So I was pleased with his uh, commitment. But yeah, of course, he was then not that able to shine that much uh, because of our surrounding and also because of his situation, Sean, not full of confidence. And yeah, once we got the feeling, okay, right now he's coming into his rhythm and there was uh, 10 weeks of Corona break anyhow. And then also lots of talk how it will go, go on. And it was also an unbelievable difficult, difficult season, season for us. And uh, for that, so no complaints anyhow. Yeah, of course, we would have wished it would have been there with a few more goals or a few more assists and, and a few more successful uh, games without any doubt, but uh, you won't hear any negative words about him or any complaints. I don't blame it at all. I was I was pleased with his commitment and pleased with his behavior. And yeah, it was a d definitely a difficult, difficult uh, few months for him. Definitely. Okay, one of the players who's come back since the season restarted, uh, Onel Hernandez, you know, coming back from that knee injury. Um, obviously, it hasn't hasn't been an easy time at the moment. But have you been pleased with how he's come back in? He seems to have really showed a, a a real good attitude to try and cause problems at least. Yes, Onel is a, is a brilliant lad. He's always always brave and, and always emotional and, and wants to help the team. And yeah, it's also at times he's sometimes unplayable yeah, because he's a bit unpredictable. Sometimes you got the feeling so even he doesn't know when he starts his dribbling uh, what's what's his next move. And it helped us yeah, because this we have many, many passing players, many players who are there with good passing skills. But Onel is special in his, in his approach yeah, because he can also use his pace. He can uh, use uh, a dribbling... A, uh, offensive one against one and um, he's important for our game so it's it's also of course on, on this level perhaps not in each and every minute of each and every game but it's important to, to have him back we were missing him a lot in the, in the beginning and especially yeah we need also his his space on the wing yeah we played quite often like with, with players who like to talk inside and play passes so a bit his, his straightforward game and his, his uh, pace is, is good for us and uh, it's definitely good to have him back just one last one from me. Um, sort of a, a reflection across the season, I suppose, in what we've we've learned from the Premier League or what the club has learned from stepping back up to the Premier League. Everybody talks about the ability and the technique, but there are a lot of real athletes in the Premier League as well, aren't there? And, and just in terms of physical size, do you think that that's maybe something that Norwich as a club need to look at, maybe sort of getting bigger players into the team in future? Well, in general, physicality is, uh, is unbelievably important. So um, in general, it's, it's also a bit... Our time right now is, is too short to, to point or to, to, to explain all the points that we, that we have learned and need to, need to improve and for hopefully the next time pretty soon that we will, when we will come back. Um, but physicality is, is one of these topics. Yeah, that's, for example, you could, you could sense this in the, in the last, uh, last two games why it's so important. Um, yeah, for example, to have Kenny McLean uh, on, uh, always on, uh, on the pitch yeah, because um, yeah, even the games before when we were sometimes not successful, not winning anyhow, then it's always like the players on the pitch are a bit like criticized and, and you wish them for some, some other skills. But uh, when he's not on the pitch, we're lacking physicality, we're lacking speed and mobility and, and pace in the, in the center. And it's no coincidence, the last two games we conceded out of set pieces. Yeah, uh, to be honest, we didn't concede in the games before when Kenny was there yeah, because he's also unbelievably good in, in headers, also in his defending headers. And he's so important for us. And 
yeah, for a site like, like Man City, for example, yeah, who are unbelievable dominant and uh, it's not that important also to be good in, in set pieces, to be good in, uh, in, in this physical attributes because they're able to dominate 80% of, uh, of possession. And once they are just two, uh, two uh, set pieces against you, or two corners against you per game, then it's perhaps not that important. But as a side who is fighting also like against relegation, who, who also has to defend a lot, it's also, also important to have physical uh, strength anyhow. And yeah, of course, and especially because we're, we're losing more or less Christoph Zimmerman during the whole season, Grant Henley for more or less five or six months. Tim Klose was out for, for nearly 10 months during uh, during the season. We're of course lacking a bit of Sam Byram, so uh, probably our, our most physical uh, fullback. And now it's more like we're lacking, of course, a bit of physicality then at times in last row. And then it's also like you have to make sure that the last row is a bit more protected from physical players also, also in the midfield. And um, once these players are not on the pitch, you could also feel this. Um, uh, that, yeah, sometimes our passing skills are good. We are even able to dominate possession. But and then in the, in the crucial moments when we need physicality, um, we're lacking this a little bit. And I think it, it was also due to that, especially our physical players, our, our leaders in terms of headers and leading duels in the defense were out. And uh, for that then, it was also difficult at times for our our possession-based players in the midfield to protect uh, the last row now. So I think many, many topics came together, but you're spot on there. For example, we, we considered too many too many goals out of uh, out of set pieces, for example. It was also a crucial moment when I think about the last two games. We started quite well at Watford were indeed, and then a, a simple, easy set piece leads to a situation uh, that we, that we um, lost some momentum in this game. It was the same um, in, in our last game against West Ham. The first two, two goals, Yes, we gave unnecessary set pieces away, but I also like to, to be that physical to defend it. And yeah, let's be honest. So in, in both games, it was more or less we lost a uh, uh, situation, although we were two against one in the, in the duel and we lost this. They, even our best had us lost this. So, yeah, and we definitely need, uh, need to improve in uh, this topic. That's, uh, definitely, uh, that's definitely one of, I wouldn't say the lessons that we learned. So we knew it before, so no one could predict that. Uh, especially our, our best headers, our best physical players would be out for such a long time, but it uh, doesn't take anything away that we were lacking this in the, in the, uh, the recent weeks, that's for sure. Thanks, Daniel. Good luck tomorrow. Okay, Ian. Hiya. Uh, despite the results, Daniel, a lot of your young players have enhanced the reputations in, in, the, in the, this season. Uh, the likes of uh, Aaron's and Godfrey Cantwell, they've all, they've all got their admirers. How realistic, I know you've said in the past you want to keep this squad together, how realistic is it that you can keep these young players who, who are maybe wanted by Premier League clubs? I think quite, quite realistic, yeah, because uh, out of two reasons. So first of all, no financial pressure at all. And the second reason is uh, long-term contracts. So uh, for that, I think it's, it's quite realistic uh, to, uh, to keep them. And it's also not we, we won the Champions League title with, uh, with them. So it's, I could also think, uh, I would also think, though, there are many, many um, topics where they have to improve. And when, once you speak with them, they're always unbelievably humble and self-critical. And once you speak with them, you would also... Um, get the answer that okay there are a few topics where they have to improve because just after after one season or just after 30 Premier League games I think you can't label yourself as an established uh, Premier League player so for that 
um, if they work hard, I think they will have a bright future and also many, many years in the, in the Premier League, but they are still young enough, so 18, 19, 20, Ben Godfrey, 22, for example, um, so still, still young enough that they will have many, many years on, on Premier League level, and I think it's quite realistic for us to, to keep them. So I, I think, obviously, the fact that you didn't spend a lot of money last summer meant you couldn't strengthen the side. The, the flip side of that is because the finances, you're saying, are strong. You think you'll be able to to fight off bids, big bids for these players? Would that be correct? Yes, definitely, because uh, there is no financial pressure, so that's that's a benefit of out of not spending. And we were also able to to extend the contracts with them. So more or less, all of them have um, extended their contracts in the beginning of the uh, of the season. And um, yeah, they were fully committed in in, in doing this. And uh, yeah, of course, they knew that for us it wouldn't be that unbelievably easy to to stay in Premier League level for that. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm quite relaxed, so because I know about the situation of the club, and I know it's not like, uh, yeah, our, our target is to, to maximize our, our earnings, our income, so our target is always like to maximize our, our success in football, so uh, mid and long term, and for that we need our best players, and for that I'm quite relaxed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, Tom Williams from the BBC. Cool. Hi, Daniel. Can you hear and see me okay? Yes, I do. Hi, Daniel. Um, sorry about what happened at the weekend, obviously. Um, fans have accused some of the players of lacking fight, especially since the restart. Is that unfair? I think it's, it's, uh, it's not about uh, unfair. So it's, it's quite normal once you lose games and it's more like you are accused. And I ask my players always to be self-critical and once you lose games and you have no arguments and, and you have to handle all the criticism. Um, all, all I can say is um, you won't hear one negative comment or one negative word about, about my players because these players were praised so much during the last season for their commitment, for their passion, for their fighting, it was also like, it was more like uh, we spoke about, a bit like um, in, in um, comparison to Fergie time, we spoke about Fark time in the, in the last minutes, we never know when we're beaten and, and showed great character and great, uh, great passion. And these are the same players. It's not like meanwhile they are not fully committed and not full of fight. You, you also have to, have to keep in, uh, in mind um, it's more like for, for most of them, since they're wearing a yellow shirt, they just knew one pass and uh, one way and the way was up without any setbacks. They were praised that much. And right now they sense the first time in their, in their career also like, um, okay, there is a limit and there are some setbacks. And it's, it's, it's also like there is a disappointment. It's not that easy to handle this, especially not for a young player who has this experience for the, for, the first time, uh, for the first time in his life. And we also have to keep in mind, Max Arendt, Jamal Lewis, Ben Godfrey. So it's more like they have to play each every second at the moment. Yeah? Simply because um, Ben Godfrey, for example, even with, with hernia problems, he needed a hernia surgery. He had to keep going more or less without training. Jamal and Max right now, they need to carry this team with performances and, and also... Um, also with, with leadership because no other fullbacks are available at the moment. It's, it's not that easy to, uh, to, to handle the first time disappointments in your football career. Also like then to carry the, the team with performances, to carry the team also with leadership. And then also you don't act like a perhaps 30-year-old guy who has also 
experience everything with setbacks and criticism and it's it's not that easy for this for this players to keep going now when i think about young players like yeah todd Cantwell or whatever he's of course more like was praised for his skills and for his goals and for his tricks and for being a bit bit special then we can't expect for him that he goes um, ahead and, and tackles all the opponents away so uh, he will do this one uh, one day one because they will also grow out of out of this experience but um it's more like it's it's so difficult uh, difficult for them so um i i i don't blame my my players at all not, not at all so of course and sometimes when when you reach a limit and and we just have to say okay perhaps in, ge in general we were not good enough it looks a bit like you don't want it that much but it's on this uh, this level not that easy to just to press a button and say come on we just want it more than uh, than the opponents and then we win uh, this games anyhow also when you watch your objective data so there's no team who invested more in, in each every game and also in terms of cover distance or whatever but we have many young players we have many players who are perhaps not the tall guys not the physical guys anyhow and then once uh, once you lose game, then it looks a bit like they're not fighting enough or something something like that. But it's it just due to their to their youth, to their inexperience, and for that, uh, I think they will they will learn out of it. But but uh, we can't expect anyhow miracles from them. So and I don't play, uh, blame our players. At all. all right, thanks, Danny. Thanks. Thanks, Tom.